Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk. My name's Lewis Tomlinson. On the other end of the line, as per usual, is Big Jim Watson. It's going to be on the other end of the line from now on, isn't it, rather than sat next to me? It feels weird saying that. It does. I've not got used to it yet. <laughs> no, but I guess we've managed... It. Hopefully this means we're going to be able to get more content out and out. Uh, i say three episodes in five days we've recorded. Pretty keen. Yeah, nice nice, nice to do it regularly. And I quite like doing two pods a week. It means you can have smaller sort of podcasts, episodes. I, I don't like listening to big, long two-hour ones, and I don't exactly like putting them out, but we've had to do them in the last couple of days. Oh, no, I personally, I prefer I prefer a, I prefer a big, long one because I'm in gym for two hours a day, so it's... It, 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 six, it, it six pack time. mention number one. That wasn't even a six pack, but that is that is why I, I you know, for me personally, a two-hour podcast is a blessing. I've got two hours worth of entertainment there rather than, you know, having to, having to listen to my playlist for the millionth hour in a row. <laughs> uh, it has been Cheltenham Trails Day this weekend, though. Lots of festival clues. We're getting close now, Jim. It's it's February this week, uh, which seems mental. And we've also had some quite tidy action at Doncaster. And over in Ireland at Fairy House and Nace, we'll touch on some races from there. But I guess we will kick off with Cheltenham on Saturday with the Grade 2 Finesse Juvenile Hurdle, sponsored by JCB, uh, <laughs> uh, which was won by Galahad Quest, who broke his maiden over hurdles for Nick Williams, fancied to beat all mankind uh, on his hurdles debut at Warwick. Then bumped into Buzz at Taunton and he's made it third time lucky here. But Jim, let's be fair, this race is well, I can't say it's waft, but uh, waft. That's a new word. You've never heard waft. Well, I've heard waft used in the context of windy, like that was a like you wafted like, past like you've me. Waft, like you've wafted something. Yeah, but never, never as in this race was waft. <laughs> Waft's a common word round my neck at Woods. Yeah, say no more. Um, let's talk about Galahad Quest. Um, good performance, I thought. Um, it, it, as you've said, it was a waft race. Um, Monte Cristos, the market favourite, uh, had the experience from France. He set off decent enough tempo. Uh, he led all the majority of the race. Two furlong out, made a slight error. Uh, he was then passed by most of the field. Roland Ward was cut up for rumour on the inside. He, he was going for the wider route. And Geralmo Cardano's jockey, Kieran Woods, completely shut the door on him. Um, Galahad Quest stayed far side. Uh, he rallied up the hill very very well put his head down tried his hardest and he beat what was a windy windy race and it was a good enough performance I don't think he'll be in anything competitive at Cheltenham no this is a Fred Winter race rather than a driver race yeah uh, but Nick Williams was full of praise for the horse after the race he he said that he's got a gold cup in him he'll be running gold cups in years to come which I thought was quite high praise um Harry, Scal- uh, Harry Cobden, sorry, 
put the whip down with a hundred and fifty yards to go and just hands and heels the moment he, he won comfortably in the end. I don't know what you thought of that performance, Lee. Uh, it was it was steady, but the fact the fact that this this is a grade to watch out on the means we were talking about it. This could have been run, you know, at Fakenham on a Wednesday. And you wouldn't have been bothered. Well, not that I wouldn't have been bothered, but do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I get you. It's it's it's, it's a decent juvenile contest. It's nothing more. All mankind and Aspire Tower and Goshen should be laughing at this lot. Yeah, they should be. Um, the, the, said, the, the first two home and both maidens. Yeah, saying them all. That, that just automatically pricks your ears up and thinks, is, is this form really as strong as what you hope it is? But they are, Jim. They, they, they tend to be this, this you know... In, in fact, it's almost slightly out of the ordinary that we've had by the end of January three juveniles who have looked as good as they have. Yeah. Normally, by this stage, you're looking at one or none. Yeah, because you look at Pentland Hills last season when he he didn't run until, was it three weeks to the festival? Not even that could have even been. No. Um, but even even with that, probably this time last year, I know Fakir Dudere won this race, but very impressively. But before before that, Kelder Stan was probably the leader of the division. And yeah. even, he, and even he wasn't a, you know... He was very, very solid. I backed him for the triumph, thinking he'd be in the first three. Uh, <laughs> but it is. It, 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 it he's a very, very solid... He was a very, very solid horse as a juvenile. But compared... He would rank fourth this season, behind yeah. the three I've already mentioned. You know, uh, the the variety of the juveniles... The ju- early season juveniles can quite often vary wildly. And I think this season, we've seen a couple of better than normal ones out early. Yeah. Yeah, you could you could say so. And they've they've been looking to campaign them as well, the the main three at the top of the market, not religiously and going, we need to run, we need to run. They've been willing to just sit and wait. You look at all mankind, uh, he didn't decide to run the other week. Goshen, they've looked for an extra run for him to try and settle out his jumping. So yeah, it, it's a them top three definitely look to dominate, but I, uh, as we've said before, I don't, I don't think any of these will be anywhere near. We'll move on to the next race and the free, uh, the 115, the time for Novice's handicap chase, which was won by your tip, Jim. Simply the bets for Harry Whittington yes. and Gavin Sheehan ahead of Imperial or a second again at Cheltenham and on the slopes back in third. Uh, you like this horse, Jim. I quite liked him as well. Uh, uh, early doors in the season, I was I tipped him up in my what are the odds column uh, when he made his chasing debut at Chepstow when he was fives, which he never should have been because he ran in a, quite a hot Supreme as a novice hurdler and had just been off for a while. Uh, won this off 140. I guess the question is now, Jim, is, is a handicapper going to be lenient enough for him to get him into the close brothers or is he going to have to go for the Mildmay Fleet. He might have to go for the latter because I, I think he might put him up a few for this performance. Um, I, I thought he did it very, very well. He led most of the way. Uh, he got headed on the going around the bend after the second last, and he, he Gavin Sheen didn't panic. That's all I can say. And, and he carried on rallying and he pushed him away. And he, I think he won fairly comfortably in the end. Um, 
as you've said, he's off a mark of 140 uh, here. I can see him going up a bit more. Imperial Aura, uh, his his performance, and a lot of, a lot of people fancied him to win this, and he's just found one too good here. Uh, he's beating the rest of the field by 11 plus lengths. Um, but Harry Whittington's always held this horse in high regard. Um, I was impressed with his chasing debut, uh, and he's now three out of three going left-handed. I think that's the big key to him. He didn't like going right-handed at all last time out. Um, he was um, he was just never in the race, if I'm being honest. And look, he's won this. You'd you'd like to see the handicapper be generous to him. Only put him up a couple, get him in the close, brothers, and he'd be definitely interesting in that if if he's if he's not been put up too much. But I, I, I think they're going to have to have bigger fish to fry because I, I think he might put him up a fair whack for this. Yeah, me too, Jim. It's it's one four five is the uh, the cutoff, isn't it, for the close brothers? Yeah, I can see this being a seven or an eight pound job. Yeah, so can I. Um, if he's if he's been given five pounds. That's a steal. <laughs> would you would you see him being competitive in something like the Malmeyer Fleet? On the Brown mm. Advisory, as we've got to call it, sponsored there. Yeah, you would do. You'd have to. Um, he's done nothing wrong, has he? He's on the improve. He's seven years old. Um, he's not done an awful lot wrong in, in his chase starts. Um, as you've said before, he was a decent novice hurdler. Um, I, I, th- I think there's, there could be bigger fishes to fry with him. He, he's entered, uh, he's got future entries in the Marsh and the RSA. Um, you might as well look at it. I, I don't rate him that high, but you might as well go and try and chuck him in a RSA. Um, no, not, not, not an RSA, a Marsh. Sorry. Um, then you know where you stand with him. Um, you sort of have to. But that's the only best, option you have. Best price 16s for the Brown Advisory plate. That's not a bad price. I'll that's, have a look. At, go on, Jim. A, it was a good performance. That's I've had worse prices. Um, especially Santini to win the Gold Cup. We'll, we'll move on to him a bit later on. Um, so, yeah. All, also, best price 16s for him to win the Close Brothers, though. Is generally much shorter, 10s and 12s, the yeah. general price. I I wouldn't expect him. I'd expect him to be, like like we've said, handicapped out of that now. Yeah, you, I agree. I, I think he would be. Um, on the slopes on an eye-catching race, I'd quite like to see him step uh, down to two miles. I think he's a, bit, uh, he's a lot speedier. It's not that he didn't get home. Um, I, I think that given a more patient ride. He made a big move on the outside down the back straight and was brought wide, come in and just didn't quite have the finishing package. I, I think he's a horse. I, I like on the slope. He's run a couple of nice races now for Chris Gordon. Um, he's, a, he's still off a decent mark, I think. I think he can win off 1-2-9. I don't think we've seen the best of him yet and I think there's a nice handicap in him later on. He's not in the betting for the, uh, for the Grand Annual. But that, that's an interesting shout, that, Jim. That's an interesting who, shout. Who on the slopes? Yeah. That but, that was off 129, assuming he, if he goes up a pound or so, it might just about 
I mean, to be fair, he'd probably be very, very borderline with getting in. I'm just going to have a look now and see what the bottom one in last season's. Yeah, he'd probably need to go up slightly. The, the, uh, the bottom one in last season's Grand Annual went in off one three four. So on the slopes, probably needs another decent run in between now and Cheltenham. Chris Gordon can find a nice race at Plumpton for him over two mile. Get Tom Cameron yeah. on board. If they sell him. He'll, be, he'll, he'll get him up five pound, get him in the race. I, I, I think he's, in, he's interesting on the slopes. I think there's a nice handicap in him somewhere. Um, it's just finding him right and could be interesting for a Cheltenham handicap. An Imperial Aura as well is just quite a nice type. Uh, Solid. Yeah, look, again, the, 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 the vibe you got from him running over three miles last time was maybe a step down. The, the vibe you got from him running over two and a half here was maybe yeah. a little bit back up. Yeah. But I, to be fair, I, I think he's capable of running to a similar enough level over both. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you there. Three, the first three of them are all nice horses, um, and I'll be looking forward to seeing where they go next time out and what they'll be doing, because I, I think there's some races to be won with that front three. Yeah, and of course, mercy, mercy me, reverting to type in coming home, last of all the finishers. Oh, I, just, I don't understand how people can back that horse. Uh, <laughs> we'll move on to the. 150 at Cheltenham, the Paddy Power, 45 sleeps at Cheltenham, trophy handicap chase. How many sleeps is it now, Jim? Recording this on Monday, so 43. Quick maths. I, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention to what you said. <laughs> it doesn't matter, it was it was mainly waffle. Uh, but Sapage, Venetia Williams, has she ever had a soft horse? <laughs> All of them are nails. What a, just such a likable yard. Uh, on Destreval. Maybe, maybe we'll we'll have to give him another chance. We can't rule him out after one run. But Sapage, top weight, another big handicap going to a top weight in beating. In fact, the first three home were the first three at the head of the handicap. Spirit of the game second, and Lalor, who has now gained my full respect. Respect retained, though. Yeah, do you know what, Jim? I'm not going to slate him. The, the doubts I had about him have now been evaporated. He's ran really solid and likeable performances twice in a row. To just be my look like he comes home last of everything next time out. When you back him. <laughs> I won't be backing him. Uh, Sapage, Jim, I guess it's very, very similar to the same owner's ASO. In that this this performance will put him up to 160. Does that mean he has to run in the Ryanair? He's sort of forcing the hand now, really, isn't it? Um, as you said, stable connections with ASO, same colours. Um, he he's done this really, really well. Um, he's beat Spirit of the Games. He's beat the Law, um, and he hasn't done an awful lot wrong in doing it. There were about eight queuing up around the home bend. Um, I thought I thought they were all queuing up to come and beat him, but he just kept galloping, just kept galloping. And it was a cracking ride by Charlie Dodge. Um, and we love to see a front runner at Cheltenham in a handicap just keep galloping from the front. And that's what he did. Um, there was a few that I thought were going to 
be a bit closer. I think Militarian travelled better than usual. Spirit of the Games travelled well. Aidan Coleman, power pack ride on the outside on Lalar. He, he really gave him a chance to put his head in front, but sadly he just couldn't. And yeah, your hands are sort of going to have to be forced with Lalari, uh, with Sepage, sorry. Um, he's an eight year old. He's, he's a nice, nice type. Um, he was fourth in the Caspian Caviar and he was sixth in the. Sorry, have we got that right? Yeah, he was fourth in the Caspian Caviar. Um, he's got decent Cheltenham form. You've been. You've got no option now, really. Have you? You've sort of got to chuck him in the. Um... Well, we, we we say that Janica almost won off a bigger mark than what we anticipate. Well, well what I'm anticipating is Sapage to get in the Brown Advisory, and he's a likely winner of it. I'm just I'm just having a look at the prices here. He's a general twelves. Well, twelve. Well, actually, short as twelves. General sixteens. For the uh, for the plate as big as twenty fives though with uh, Betfair and Paddy Power. Paddy Power have him shorter for the Ryanair at twenties, but he's a general forty to one. Lalore is also a general 33, 40 to one shot for the Ryanair, and is again general sixteens and twenties for the plate. Fair reflection of the chances for both. Yeah. I, th- I think I think it is. There's no real value in either of them because I don't think they'll be competitive in a, in uh, the Ryanair. But yeah, a good a good race to watch. The great rides. Um, Harry Skelton tried all he did on Spirit of the Games, but he just doesn't didn't want to put his head down and get past Sapage because Sapage is just a tough tough horse. Um, yeah, a good a, a good race. That's all I can put, take out of this race. Good race. Disappointing Count Marable, both of our tips. That's that's the last strike now. Um, I'm done with him. Um, never jumped, never travelled. Obviously something was amiss. I'd, I'd quite like to know what's going on. And also sad about Warthog. Yeah, I, I was just going to touch on that. It's just such a shame when a horse is in, enjoying the form of, of their life for such a horrendous incident to occur because it, 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 it looked... Fairly inconspicuous at the time, but just heartbreaking for connections and you know everyone to do with what a really popular horse this season. Uh, yeah, just commiserations to the pipe team and uh, the Drews and everyone else involved. Yeah, I echo the same. I, I would also, before we move on, does three of the games have one of these in him? Or is he just going to con? I, I, he's a horse I've I quite liked as a hurdler. I, I got some place money back from him when he ran well in the county a couple of years ago. I got some place money back from him last season at the Cheltenham Festival. But uh, he's he. Uh, uh, is he I, becoming I, I, a bit I, of a single farm payment? Is I what you're trying to say? No, no, not quite that bad. Jesus Christ, no one's that bad. But. <laughs> I just, I, I'm just not quite sure whether he's going to be the sort of horse who we all keep saying he's got a big one in him, and then he never does. Yeah, yeah, he could be. There's a, there's a few. Uh, what's that one of John Joe O'Neill's pirate? Is it some, Sky, Sky Pirate? Pirate. He, Jesus he, Christ! He, yeah, the Sky he, Pirate jumps like he's pissed. 
doesn't quite like my favourite analogy of you assessing a horse's jumping is Darashi was jumping on his novice chase de- uh, debut when you said he jumped like a snooker table. <laughs> he did. He really did. It's like Beakstown nowadays. Jesus. Like a... <laughs> what an analogy. But, yeah, we move on. Oh, so I will give a mention, because you mentioned him earlier, and I think I've given a mention to every single horse in this race. But for a really small yard, Andrew Martin, Militarian is a likeable animal. And yeah. I hope he gets another big one. He, you know, won, won quite a tidy handicap at Ascot earlier in the season. Uh, horse I have quite a lot of time for from a small yard. Yeah, uh, I was so interested in mentioning him, that. him at the weekend because uh, Shane Quinlan was it? Or Sean Quinlan? Shane Quinlan. Uh, was, was riding and, and normally it's the, uh, the trainer that rides him. So I, I, I took note of that. It's trainer's son, is it not? Yeah, or some relation. I don't know. But I, I thought it was interesting that he put uh, Shane Quinlan on. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on then to the Paddy Power Cotswold Chase. Jim, get your eggs out, lad. Sadly, I've got none of them on my desk at this moment in time. Santini. I mean, I can't really... I can't really claim this as a victory for me, Sen, because this is not even though immediately, immediately my initial analysis of the race was Santini wins. After 10 minutes talking about it, I flip-flopped. Uh, but this, 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 this was exactly what you'd want to see. From as a Gold Cup audition from Santini beating Bristol de Mai, uh, half of Gloucestershire back then to Topville Ben and Derasha counter. What did you make of this, Jim? A horse you don't particularly like, but you but, have but to have been impressed by this. No, there wasn't. No, there was not a lot. Of oh my thoughts. days! Not a lot at all, and I'll carry on slagging him until he wins the Cheltenham Gold Cup and prove me wrong. <laughs> um, I just thought. If Bristol de Mai hadn't made that mistake, he would have won that race. And Not by No. And I, I disagree. There's, there's too many people slagging. Too many people slagging Bristol de Mai. And there's too many people up in Santini. Sant- Who's slagging he, Bristol de Mai off? There's been pl- pl- plenty of people saying, oh, we can't win at Cheltenham, or he's not good enough. He would have won that race if he hadn't made that error. Fact. I know he would have. But no, Jim, I disagree with that. I disagree completely. Bristol Demite is a good horse at Cheltenham. He's a very good horse at Cheltenham. His form, he's he's been placed in this. He's been placed in the Cheltenham Gold Cup. There is no one, no one sane could say Bristol Demite does not operate at Cheltenham. There's plenty of slagging, though. Plenty of slagging. But Uh, what what, what you could say is that Santini is better suited to Cheltenham than Bristol Demite. You could say that, but you know I've what I got, mean. It's it's like you know I'm what I didn't use... like about Santini's performance. What everything? No, I thought he jumped very well apart from the second last. Apart from that, what I didn't like is when Bristol Demai made his error. I was expecting Santini to go about four or five length in front, and he didn't extend. He didn't show anything. Now, I know, I know that boats win Gold Cups and run good races in them, but I just don't think he'll be quick enough for the Gold Cup. And I know that could be a ridiculous statement, but I, just, I can't see him. Unless it is absolutely boggy and literally swimming home, 
I can't see him competitive, even though even though Nicky Henderson's adamant that he wants good ground, I genuinely don't see a point. I, oh, I can't, I can't see him. I can't see him at all. Where, where would he rank then for you, Jim? If we were to categorise the, the Gold Cup contingent into two categories, so you've got your quick ones, which would be like Kenboy, Delta Work, etc. Your bolty ones, is Santini a likely winner of the Gold Cup than Native River? No. No. Is he a likely winner of the Gold Cup than presenting Percy? No. I really, Where are, I really so, don't hold him in high regard whatsoever. On, on, on what sort of level then would would, would you... Look, his official rating of this was 163. What would you have him running to here? Bernie Bambri stood the maze at 170 horse. One, peak 165. Really? Yeah. So, so does that mean Bristol the Mayor's underperformed? Yeah, I think Bristol the Mayor has. Um, but then, then surely you being surely your statement earlier makes no sense that you can't have people slagging off Bristol the Mayor. But you also think he's underperformed. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Understand I'm running rings around you, lad. <laughs> I don't understand why people are slagging him off because I think. That error knocked the stuffing out of him, and he and he would have, but would have been. Well, I think he would have won. Um, but I, I don't see this hype with Santini. I really don't. Um, he's he's eleven to two in places. How is he eleven to two? Al Boonfoto and Ken Boy. Candice Orbo's won a King George, and he's a bigger price than Santini. But Jim, I will. I'll like you said, both win gold cups can win Gold Cups. There have been more Welsh Grand National winners in the past decade win the Gold Cup than King George and Betfair Chase winners combined. Right. right. That's the sort of horse, you know, that's and like we've said, I don't think, and I agree with you in the fact that I don't think Santini is in the top five staying chases in training. But like, like I was on about in terms of why I thought the King George was a harder task for Loskin translation than the Gold Cup would be, was due to the fact that the there is a higher number of quality horses who are better suited by the test the King George would provide than the test Santini provide uh, Santini will get in the Gold Cup. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, the Gold Cup is the one race of the season that Wills play to Santini's strengths most. Can you say it will play to Lost in Translations confidently? It definitely doesn't play to Clandis Oboes, even though Do I like it. you take my delusional goggles off? Because I'd say, yeah. <laughs> Do you? I, 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 I still don't get the overreaction in the market either. Bristol Demise, you can get 33s, 40s around about him. I think he'll run all... I think you're running an even better is. I think Bristol demise a cracking price. From an each way perspective, I also agree. I could I can thoroughly see Bristol Demay being in the first three again. However, he doesn't win a gold cup in this you know, with this quality of opposition, surely. Uh, I'm I'd rather have Bristol Demay for the Gold Cup than Santini, if I'm being honest. I just think that's delusional. I think that's delusional, and I know we have, like, like I said, like I said in the last episode, 
created some sort of cartoon version of of Santini that just sits at home eating pie, you know, and like, moving at about like three miles an hour. Yeah, like Desperate Dan or Jim Watson, you know. <laughs> You've just compared me to Santini. That is arguably the biggest insult you have ever provided. Do you compare yourself to Chef Des Bow? And Santini's a good version of Chef Des No, he's not. No, he's not. Chef Des is the best horse in training. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but the more and more... I don't know, mate. Like I said, I could not have Santini for any other grade one race on earth. Maybe the, uh, what do they call a good one? The Grand Steeplechase to Paris. That's over 3-6. He'd love that. <laughs> like Nicky Anderson would send him for that. <laughs> but um, for a Gold Cup, I can see the case. Hannibal right. Fly's been placed in the last two. Manella Rocco was placed in the one before that. These are not fast horses. Santini won't finish in the first three at Cheltenham in the Gold Cup. I wouldn't say that with confidence. I've, I, I'm, he's, he's a better elegant escape. Is, is, is that enough credit that he deserves? I understand yeah, exactly where you come from. They are more similar types. But I like this, mate. As a Gold Cup audition, the only, the only other problem I'd almost would have but would be for a Gold Cup trial on Cheltenham Trials Day, the Cotswold Chase has an absolutely abysmal record of producing Gold Cup winners. I know, I know. Um, we saw Frodon last season. Frodon's in this market. Why? Why is Froden 25 to 1 for this race? I mean the last the last horse to win a to win a Cotswold and go on to win the Gold Cup was Seymour Business 1998. Exactly. You've got to be pretty Oh, sorry, it looks like trouble. Did it looks like trouble win a Gold Cup? Yeah, he did. In fact, sorry, yeah, 2000 looks like trouble Richard Johnson's horse. But there you go. Two two exceptional animals have had to win the Cotswold to go on to the Gold Cup. But I don't think Santini's that exceptional. I understand that. I understand what you mean in terms of not that exceptional. I'm still a lot more on the fence with him, mate. I just don't really know what I make of him. I've, I've broken the fence down. There is no, no longer fences. We are fully out there to get Santini beaten the Gold Cup. Fully. Is that just on the basis of him you think he's just too slow? I, I, I think he's too slow and he's not classy enough. That's fair. I can understand your reason. I don't think you're as extreme. And I know, uh, I think, is it Careful Gayen, the uh, man from the ra- uh, uh, Racing Post Weekender on Twitter, who, who put some cracking tweets up, but put everyone is either... 100% Santini <laughs> yeah, wins the Gold Cup. Or, yeah, or 100% like you are. You know, Santini should win the Midlands National. And I'm stuck here in the middle. <laughs> but it's like you said, the, Midl- the Midlands National has a better record in the past decade of producing Gold Cup winners. That's insane than the Betfair. 
But I, I think times are changing with racing and that better horses, quicker horses are, are going on to win the Gold Cup. Now, I know that you could completely say I'm wrong, but I've, Sizing John started his career over, chasing career over two mile, campaigned over that distance, and then he stepped up over three mile and then won the Gold Cup. He's, he was a quicker type. It, it, I, I think that Album Photo, he was a two mile four horse as a novice chaser. And we've seen him progress and progress, and he made, and he lost in the JLT at Cheltenham. Uh, RSA, it was he ran in the RSA. Did he run in the RSA? Sorry, and where he didn't look like he stayed. Now I think you have to be a quicker horse to be more competitive in a Gold Cup. Now gone are the days of bolts, and I know Native Rivers, the recent most recent example of a bolt, but I think the classier, quicker type is. Is needed now for a Gold Cup. I just think times have changed. I understand. I understand that point. I do understand that point. But then, what what happens? With, I tell, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll ask you this then. So, if if we're to assume the of the main protagonists in the current Gold Cup market, are we assuming Clandes Oboe is the quickest of them? Well, in to. general, the, the one the to. one who would be, who is probably in terms of not in terms of raw ability, but the ones whose style is least suited to the Tessa Gold Cup provides. Yeah, it'd have to be Clandes Obo, wouldn't it? Um, would you prefer? Do you think Santini is a likely Gold Cup winner than Clandes Obo? No, I'd rather no! Clandes Obo. Jeez, mate. In fact, do, do you want? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna run through. So Santini is currently the second favourite. Let me get odds checker up, and I'm going to run through. I'm going to run through horses, and we're going to see whereabouts Watson. Watson ranks Santini in terms of whether he thinks, uh, whether he thinks he's a more or a less likely winner of the Gold Cup. So Santini is a best price. 11, well, shortest price 11 to 2 to win the Cheltenham World Cup. No, he's not. 5 to 1 with Brentford. Right. As big as nines, but that's only with one bucket. So you said he's less likely than Native River. Yeah. Delta work? Delta work will be. Did Santini not outstay Delta work last Cheltenham? Mm, no. Because I don't think top of the game did. I think it was just a good ride. But you could have run that race three times, and I think there'll have been a different result every time. Again, I disagree. Delta Work is the best horse of those three, but he's the least gold cuppy. <laughs> gold cuppy? That's a new phrase. But it is, because I, I, I guess I guess what, what that means is it blends the traits of stamina and, and you know, pure speed. Um, is he likely a winner of the gold cup than Monoly? Yes. Yes, but you've said not Bristol de May. But not Bristol de May. Chris's dream? More likely to win than Chris's dream. Real Steel? More likely to win than Real Steel. And Sizing John? Yes, more likely to win than Sizing John. So you aren't being utterly unreasonable, because barring... I'm not... I don't don't heavily dislike him, (laughs) but... I'm just not getting this 
hype about him. I, I'd have him at about 14 to 1. If I, if, I, if I was to touch Santini, that sounds a bit wrong. Uh, if I was to back Santini, I'd want about 14 to 1 about him. And I, I think 11 to 2 is far too short. Despite the fact he was. He came very close to winning RSA and he's unbeaten twice this season. It's an interest. You know what, mate? I, I, I like the fact that you've got a strong opinion and I'm I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here some, you know, to some degree. Uh, well, I'd, I'd rather just say outright that I don't fancy him than try and beat around the bush about him because I don't want to make a case for a horse that I don't really think is good enough to win a race. So the problem, The problem I have at the Gold Cup is I have... If I was to rank like how likely I thought all of them were to win, I would probably give. I would probably like say I would. I would you know, if I was to give them like a ranking out of ten for how likely I thought they were, like I'd give Paisley Park a ten out of ten for the stairs. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's about eight. I'd probably give a six or a seven to. <laughs> <laughs> Too much sitting on the fence there, Lewis. Get get your colours nailed to a mast and get on get on board. Lost your translation wins the gold cup. Let I'm just waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for Dublin. I'm waiting for the new breath. We, 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 we've got to take advantage of this new information, Jim. Lewis Fensitter Tomlinson. That's what you should change your name to. I'd, I think I'd rather change it to Lewis. Sensibly decides to wait till all the information is available ra- rather than slagging off a horse who just won at the weekend. Tomlinson. It doesn't really, it's not very catchy, that, is it? It doesn't roll off the tongue, really, no, does it? No, it's not really long on my birth certificate. Uh, <laughs> I thought the Rash account ran a good Grand National trial. Him and Topville Ben were put in the place. They merited a crack at this level, but they were, as we suspected, just quite the quite good grade three level handicappers. Uh, yeah, to, to, to say that um, there was a lot of question marks around Topville Ben around an unconventional track like Cheltenham, he answered all the questions, I thought. I'm quite happy to see him round Cheltenham again. I don't think that would bother me, because he's he'd been campaigning about whether it be Doncaster kept to flat tracks because they think he's better on a flat track. I don't I don't think that's a problem. No, the Grand National entries are out this week. I expect to see Durashi Counter's name in there. I know Phil Kirby wants, you know, thinks of Topville Ben as a Grand National horse, but I think the plan might be next season for that. Uh, I, think, I think that'd be best. Yeah, me too. We'll move on then to the classic novices hurdle, sponsored as per by Ballymore. Harry Senior. This was quite tidy, this Jim. I like this getting the better of King Roland and Protectorate. Uh, what did you make of this? And is he a potential festival winner? Um, is he a potential festival winner? No. Is a horse in behind him a professional? Uh, Potential Cheltenham competitor? Yes, I do. Uh, I think, but the front two will go to two different races here. Uh, I think Harry Senior will go for the Albert Bartlett, and I think Harry uh, and I think King Rowland will go for the Ballymore. And do you? He, yes. I would. I would rather see King Rowland in a Supreme, but continue. Mm, in a Supreme, I, I was very, very taken by the move that Sean Bowie made on the far side by King Rowland. I still think. Um, if he was to ride that race again he may have held on to him a bit longer but nothing was taking him into the race absolutely nothing 
So we had no option then. I'm not slating him because I thought he'd give it a good ride. He was keen, uh, King Roland. And he's... God, I'm just looking at that replay. How has he not won this? He's hard on the bridle. Too furlong to go. And Harry Senior's kept his head down on that far side and knuckled down. I I'm, I'm, don't like to slate Harry Senior. and I, I don't. I, I really like him. But he's won this really, really well, I think. Um, I think step up to three miles would certainly suit him. Um, he's, a, he's, a sort of, he's a type that you could probably see being competitive in Albert Butler. We see RC with plenty of running. Um, and being hard hard campaign throughout the season, uh, do better in that race than lightly flashier types. Uh, so I, I thought this was a very very good race. Protector Act run a very eye catching race as if to go. Well, just all for him. handicaps. We'll just protector at him for the handicaps. Ha, ha. Oh my days! <laughs> do you know what, Jim? I quite like that. I'll give you that. Um, so yeah, I think the front three on home will be fairly competitive at Cheltenham. Protector out in a handicap, King Roland in the Ballymore and Harry Senior in the Albert Bartlett. Harry Senior, best price 12-1 to 1 to win the potato race. He's also best price 20s to win the Ballymore, as is King Roland. They're both generally a bit short of those 16s for King Roland, 14s for Harry Senior. Though Colin Tizard has indicated that going up in trip would be the plan for Harry Senior I will just have a look now about King Rowland's price for the Supreme for which I think at this stage looks like it might be the weakest of the three novice hurdles the move he made like you said coming into the home straight suggests to me he has the cruising speed to uh, to compete the Ballymore he's 25 for the Supreme that non-run no bet yeah. Uh, potentially, potentially. Uh, your boy's short. Yeah, he is. I mean, we'll, we'll touch on him. We'll touch on him later. Up the boy. Uh, I, I, at the minute though, I'd rank this a level or two below some of the Irish stuff. Mm, interesting. Um, I well, clearly, Envoy Allen. Well, obviously, Envoy Allen's absolutely. But also, wet. if if you're talking Harry Senior stepping forward to the potato race, I think currently Monkfish and Fury Road would be further up my shortlist. Even though I liked what he did today, today Saturday. Yeah, um, I don't necessarily agree with you there, but as I've said before. I'm a big fan of the uh, latest exhibition and I think Harry Senior will be there or thereabouts. I think he'd, after that performance, he'd be in my front three. He'd be in my top three, sorry. Do you rank him above the big breakaway? Mm. The same yard? Good would you, question. Would, would you avoid him? See, this is a, this is a thing that... Um, Tizard's got in his hands now. He's got Fiddler on the Roof, Master Debonair, the big breakaway, and Harry Senior. Now, he, one of them is going to have to bump into him, bump into each other, aren't they? It'd be Fiddler on the Roof and Master Debonair. I'd, I'd let clash in the Supreme. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. I think I'd agree with you. I think I'd do the same. Um, I'd quite like to see the big breakaway in the Ballymore. 
Yeah. That that'd probably be where I'd go at this stage. Because the classier though, horse runs in the Ballymore and the gritty one it runs in the Albert Bartlett. And I think Harry Senior's got grit in abundance. Yeah. I I agree with that, even though I actually think the big breakaway would probably be better suited to an Albert Bartlett. Yeah. But if 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 you if you want to run one in the Ballymore, it's got to be the big breakaway. Yeah, I, I agree. I'd also before we move on, if House Island turns up in a Cheltenham handicap as well, he's a horse I've got quite a lot of time for for Paul Webber. He was given a, a well, he's positive, got a really right, nice right. attitude. Yeah, and he, he's not exactly folded up in front, has he? Um, he's just been passed by three better horses. Um, nice point you've made there. I've I've only just properly I've watched him run back as as we speak, and he's you, carried on. Someone like the Martin Pipe. Yeah, he's carried on galloping. He's not beaten by Protector at far. Um, he he might be giving a nice rating. That's a nice point. That I like that. Yeah, um, just could, just just the sort of horse who I just kind I, I just think as well because he's from quite a. You know, he's not a particularly sexy horse at all, really. Yeah. But he's 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 got a fair bit of ability, probably at a level below this, like. But for I I, I like him in general. Yeah, uh, I agree. He, he wasn't beaten far behind in Rio, was he? Uh, in the many of the Ballymore trials. Well, he beat uh, Henry all the time before. And he yeah, I'm just looking. He's not a horse that I've particularly paid much attention to, but. I thought his performance at the weekend was good. He was given a very positive ride, and I didn't see no issues with it. Um, two, would you run him at two mile or, or take him down in trip or run him over two four? Martin Pipe for me. Yeah, I think I'd keep him at two four. He showed speed early on, and he still carried on galloping. Um, so, yeah, not, nice handicap prospect. The next race, Mr. Watson, was the Gallard Holmes Cleave Hurdle and Paisley Park. Meant to have faced his biggest test, really, since last Cheltenham, up against the second favourite for the uh, for the status hurdle, if the cap fits. Demolition job. Paisley oh. Park never in doubt, beating Liz Nagar, Oscar and Somerville Boy in third and second, respectively. I don't know why I've said them the other way around. Uh, I mean, there's not... It's it's hard to... I don't really know what else we can add other than this horse is very, very good. Uh, and in some in some aspects, it's nice having quite a decent mix of uh, competitive championship races at the festival like the Gold Cup and the Champion Hurdle where you can be making cases for them all uh, just having your coronation of the champion which is what it should be again for Paisley Park next month. Yeah. Um, absolute great performance. Um, Aidan Coleman has got this horse down to a tee. He's a jockey that has developed this horse to perfection. He rides it. He knows it. Paisley Park inside out. And he is the key to his success, I believe. Um, I, I thought he's given this an absolute wonder ride. He's a bit closer person. Having watched Paisley Park run, majority of his life following him in my tracker even since his early novice hurdle days he's always been ridden very very quiet and 
he sat about fourth, third or fourth, which is a lot, a lot more competitive than I were expecting. And um, he's hit his customary flat spot and he's powered away big bucks-esque. Them ears. That was my first thing I noticed. As soon as he jumped the last, it's as if he knew he was, oh, I'm, oh you can just see his ears just prick up and he knows, I know where I am now. I know my way home. And he's just almost, I think um, Coleman said he was laughing at them in the final 100, 200 yards. Great performance. He doesn't do an ounce in front. He saves plenty for himself. It'd be amazing to know how good he actually is. Um, do I want to put him under the bracket of big bucks yet? Yes, I do. No. Um, no, what, what big bucks did was once in a lifetime. Paisley Park could be en route. Could be en route. He's still only eight. But big, big, big bucks was a monster. Um, I'm quite looking forward to what they do after Cheltenham with him. I quite like seeing him go to Punchers Town. Um, I think that's been made the plan from early season. Uh, and hopefully they follow through. Some of the boys won a really nice race. He's finished second. You gave him a good, good enough mention. You said he might be there or thereabouts behind Paisley Park. Um, uh, yeah, great ride from Johnny Burke in second. Sometimes, uh, you know, class rides are are ignored if the horse doesn't win. But Johnny Burke gave Somerville Boy as good an opportunity as any jockey could have given him to beat Paisley Park here. Yeah. And I, it was almost as if he was listening to the last episode of Turf Talk where I say, if you're going to try and beat Paisley Park, you've got to just try and kick and utilise the speed when, and that's what the horse, when, when Paisley Park hits his flat spot. That's what Johnny Burke tried with Somerville Boy. Use, you know, he's a supreme winner. Use his pace that he possesses to try and kick clear when Paisley Park is, you know, treading water as he does sometimes. Uh, well, as he does every time, really. Uh, yeah. And that, and I say he has given Somerville Boy the best possible opportunity to beat, to beat the champion there. But look, there's just one horse who is absolutely imperious in this division. Liz Nagar Oscar's run well as well. Uh, yeah. He's bounced right back to form. I can see him getting a hike in the handicap for finishing third in this. That's the only thing. He's, he's going to have, have the Maracuja treatment. Did you see what Evan Williams said uh, about Maracuja on Look on Sunday, presented by Tom Stanley? No, I've not. Um, he said it was Dan Scanton's own fault for running him in that race. And I sort of agree with what he said. If you know you've got a horse that's good enough to be running in them races, you go through the handicaps and then you're running them races. But then everyone moans about Lowfield you know, great. You know, great, great. You know, people saying, "What's the point of these grade ones having only four runners?" But personally, I, I'm not one to. Mo- I'd rather have a classy five runner, three runner field than have f- five runners, seven runners that aren't as good as aren't up to that level. No, I like a big. I, the, the first ever Cheltenham Festival I watched were when Punjabi won the Champion Hurdle. That was the first yeah. ever day I watched the Cheltenham Festival race. And that has 20 runners. And it was brilliant. And it'll be something similar this year as well. Hopefully. Uh, we'll move on though, anyway. From the three, <laughs> can I just ask, before we, before we move this on, assuming, like you said, Honeysuckle runs in the Champion Hurdle, who is a bigger banker? Paisley Park or Benny Dejeu? Paisley Park. Fair enough. Also, Johnny, can we just mention if the cap fits? Uh, um, he, ran, Santina. he ran very flat. 
and I was very disappointed with it. Um, Slow, don't have gears. Agree, outpaced, and never never was really in the race. Aidan yeah. Coleman did a nice piece of race riding. He just cut in front of him before the bend to give him any chance of even being remotely near. I, I, I thought if the cat fits was disappointing and uh, I'm sure there's been a bit of a drift on him uh, for the stays. Yeah, like like I I was almost suggesting on the last episode, I don't think there was as big of a disparity between if the cat fits, you know, about between if the cat fits his ability and the abilities of horses like Somerville Boy, who were you know three times his price in the market, and I think that's been proved. He's a he's a good horse. He'll, he'll he could win Grade Ones if Paisley Park's there, but he's not the clear second best. Yeah, as some thought he was. Uh, you want to talk about back on the lash as well, who won the final race, giving Johnny Burke uh, not redemption, but due reward for a really good ride on Somerville Boy, uh, doing it for Martin Keefley. Jim, you just wanted to touch on that. Yeah, he's a he's done it well in the end. Um, he was given a a quietish ride, and he soon flew up that hill late on. And Martin Keefley was at Utoxit early on in the afternoon, and quickly jetted it off, it's not far to go really, to Cheltenham, it's just down the road for him, and he's, he's won it well, what, what, the name's just escaped me, that horse that used to run in these colours They were quite a lot Champion but, champion Court Creepy Creepy, my bean uh, Gosh, good job you've got good memory, better than mine um, but he's won this well nice handicap Um He's only a six-year-old. He could get put up a fair hike in the handicap, but he's one to keep on side. Yeah, we'll move away from Cheltenham now and we'll just talk about quickly some of the stuff at Doncaster, I guess, starting with the Sky Bear handicap chase. Jim, which horse could you did you say you definitely couldn't see winning? OK, Corral. Who won? OK, Corral. Egg on my face. Um... Yeah, given a good ride by Derek O'Connor. Lost his whip in the final strides. Got the horse up. I don't have an awful lot to say apart from I'm slightly disappointed in myself. And yeah, hey-ho. Uh, I thought Millie Wanacock gave finger on the switch. A crappy ride once again. Just found one too good. Nothing wrong with that ride. She's a jockey going places. And yeah, I, th- I, I think, OK, Corral, this is his level. This is it. Uh, yeah, maybe one one four six was a very lenient mark given what he'd done at Warwick the time before, but he had been pretty woeful uh, from then on. And like you said, I could kind of see in the case as to why you thought the national chase had wrecked him, and that's why I worry about him in terms of a grand national proposition, which is seemingly the plan now. Yeah, which I, I won't rule that out. You won't rule him out of. Being a Grand National? No, I won't rule him out of them going the Grand National route. Henderson um, said that's the plan. Is it? So, fair dudes, go for it. But, no, I'm, I'm, I've lost all faith with that horse. I'm not really that fussed. Uh, and slight egg on my face, well, and a bit on yours as well. With Lady Buttons, who we both thought would get beat by Floressa. We should know. We should know better, really, shouldn't we? We should win in Buttons. She really is the where where both Yorkshire lads are we Jim. 
and she's the queen of Yorkshire. What do you class me as being Yorkshire? Well, you, you were born here. Who do you support at cricket? See, this is a touchy subject. It depends which granddad uh, asks me. Oh, you flip-flop. You flip-flop between Yorkshire and Lancashire. I genuinely have to. But... If I had to have a gun to my head, I have been to more Lancashire games than Yorkshire. So no, it'd, have to be, it'd have to be Lancashire. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my gonna days. Are you going to disown me now? It's like, an, it's like a knife through me heart, that. Have you been to Lancashire, Jim? Have I, been, I live in Lancashire. It's like Greater, well, it's greater Manchester, technically. It's like Somalia, mate. <laughs> Somali. You just compared Greater Manchester, uh, Lancashire, sorry, to Somalia. I know where I'd rather live, pal. I know where I'd rather live. But late Lady Buttons, what a legend! And uh, Mayor's Hurdle again? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, great analysis, as you as you'd expect. Great performance. Uh, Sean Quillen kept hold of her for as long as he could and she absolutely zipped away the atmosphere at Doncaster when she hit the front I could feel it through the telly it was a great performance um, bit scrummaging in behind when she passed she drifted across to the rail uh, that's never the nicest thing to see but yeah did it really well Irish Rose on a cracker and Floressa was slightly disappointed but yeah Lady Buttons, I'd probably go for the mayor's hurdle. Uh, yeah, I'd, I also don't be logical. Think, I don't think that 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 denies Floressa a chance of being competitive in the mayor's and obviously either. Yeah. She's bumped into two very very solid mayors there. Yeah, she has. Uh, one horse who definitely will be in contention for a Cheltenham race is Mr. Fisher Jim, beating Al Dancer and Lisp. Uh, this, this was good, and I guess now it almost throws a spanner in the works in terms of Arcelor JLT, Marsh, sorry. I think you're being a bit fair in saying this was just good. Um, I was really, really impressed with this performance. Yes, so was I, uh, to be honest. Um, I think the Marsh is the obvious. Nicky Henderson said um, that he's... Well, I think... I think... The Arkle is more competitive than the Marsh at this moment in time, even though I've sent everything to the Marsh. Um, I, I think that if Mr Fisher was to turn up in this, he could be in the first three. I think 10 to 1 a fair enough price about him. Uh, because Sam Crow, no. Can I back for Heen? Can I back Faheen at 11-2? No. Can, do I want Faheen to win? Yes. Uh, Slate House was flat uh, last night, well, at the weekend of the Cotswold. Mellon, do I think Mellon's up to winning at Marsh? No. Do I think Lorena is? No. Reserve Tank? I don't, I don't know. I quite like to see him out again. Mr Fisher is the next logical idea for me. Um, he was given a very, very good ride by James Bowie. Uh, brought him out wide after sitting just in behind the, the market leader. Was he the market leader in the end? Uh, yeah, I think he went... Uh, Mr Fisher yeah. went off, have you? He did, because early on in the week when we talked about the race on the Thursday, Mr Fisher was about 13 to 8 second fan. Uh, they had Aldanza 
favourite. He wasn't, was he? Was no, Mr Fisher was favourite when we spoke about it. Surely. Was he? Was he? Yeah, he was. Um, he was all, yeah. Well, I still thought they were a decent price on Saturday at 6-5. to five. Um, But I think that's... A, them, them first four are all nice horses. And I think that that's a race to keep your eye on. There's a nice handicap in Lisp somewhere. I'd love Lisp to go to an A-tree handicap or something like that. I think I think that would be bang up his street. And the Patriots ran very, very well on Novice JSW. Yeah, and just as Jim said, the first four are all nice horses. I'd also apply that to the last four as well. Only yeah. four runners. <laughs> 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 uh, but I agree I agree with you. And initially, uh, initially I said Arthur for Mr. Fisher. I think he's very quick. I think a strongly won two miles would be right up his street. But now, given what you've said about the question marks uh, around so many and likely to turn up in the in the marsh, I understand your case fully. I think he's there too much far. Well, um, I think he he got away with it on Saturday. The way the race was run, he he sped up and he got time to get rolling on the outside, and that's always good at Doncaster. You can get rolling early on, whereas at Cheltenham he won't be able to do that as much. I think his stamina will play more in the marsh. Yeah. Do you know what, mate? It's a very, very fair point. Very I think fair. 10 to one's a very, very good price, and I might be on soon. I might be aboard the Mr. Fisher train. And you have to, I, I guess as well, with, with, the, with these uh, grade one novice chase at the Cheltenham Festival, it doesn't, it doesn't always, you don't always have to be a grade one, you know, an open grade one horse to win one. Yeah. There's not always, you know, three, three proper grade one horses that come out of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking of say the year's Black Hercules one, or a Noble Prince win the first running did it. My brain don't go for that far back. You know, you you only really have to be the best of your generation, and sometimes it. Sometimes people overstate what is actually needed to win a Grade One novice chase at the Cheltenham Festival because obviously what you want the, them to be coming through and competing in top open company next next season, but it doesn't always quite take that. Yeah. So I understand yeah. your point about Mr Fisher completely. Do you want to touch on Ramsey's the Tay? No, not really. Um, at the start of a race, I want to remove from my memory and ever forget that I napped boss man Fred <laughs> um, that was a horrendous nap I hope none of you followed my naps next best thanks to ratingtheraces.com because they ran horrendous and I hope you listen to Simply the Bets to try and win you some form of money um, an absolutely diabolical weekend of tipping and hopefully next weekend we'll be a bit more positive at the Dublin Racing Festival yeah I assume Ramsey's the Tate Runs in the potato race next, and then the Grand National. That'd be logical, isn't, a route, it? isn't a route you see very often, but we've just seen Lakeview. Well, I've been watching racing while we've been talking this podcast, uh, and Lakeview lad finished third. He ran a decent enough race. Um, that was his hurdle trial. Well, hurdle trial. His trial to see if he's still all right, um, and then his target's obviously going to be the national. So he ran a he ran a good race. Yeah, Ramsey's a tail that say really, really impressive beating Champagne well. Champagne well is an alright benchmark. Uh, we know how good Ramsey's a tail is and I guess you'd give him another chance in a national given what went wrong last season, you know, yeah. wasn't down to his ability. Yeah, I agree. 
I'd like to touch on Jim. Erase that Donny on Friday. Um, of course you would. You've not shut up about it for the past five Jim, years. Jim, I've genuinely not spoke to you. <laughs> this is a, how can you say I've not shut up about it when this is the first I've time? I've just seen I've your little excitement on all forms of social media about how excited you are. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, the lad, I own, a, I own a, a, a sharing. An eyeball. Yeah. Yeah, I do. But, you know, I'm a. Can you get more satisfaction out of it. I agree. You know, winning, hacking up on his debut at Doncaster, I don't actually like talking about him and having to analyse it. So I just wanted to ask Jim what he made of it. Um, good performance. Travel well. Jump well. Um, from the pictures I've seen, he looked he looked very very well in the paddock. Um, Ridiculously think, calm. Um, I, I think the supreme. You'd have you'd have to chuck him in the supreme. See where he stands with him. Um, if he gets oh, beat, I don't think that's the end of the world. But if he if he comes out with any credit, you know you know that you've got a very very nice animal on his hands. I think he'll be a lot better for a fence. Um, a couple of, a couple of novice hurdles this season. Pitch him in at the deep end, find something else, and then put him away for the season, and that's enough for me. He's he's not very big. He's no. not very big. I saw, but Jesus, mate. I mean, I, I know you've you've had you know shares in horses. I've had dreams that exactly like yours. I've been sold the dream and then delivered. Very disappointing. Also, breaking news about Miranda just before we went live. She entered in the Scottish champion hurdle now. <laughs> uh, right. We're going to sweep up in all these uh, races. Uh, so, yeah, I thought the world of Miranda on her first two starts and then she disappointed the next time when pitched into better company. Um, so, I, I, I quite like to see Glenn back that back up. But. I've, I've, I've never had a day like it, mate, honestly. You know, I'm... And that, that's, that's the joy of these things. You know, I've been a big racing fan for 10 years. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not from a sort of background that where owning a racehorse would ever be, you know, considered a realistic, you know. Well, it's, it's just not, it's not realistic for me to consider that I'll ever have a racehorse on my own unless, you know, something mad happens. Uh but Jesus, mate, I were a wreck. I were a wreck. I were in tears seeing him at Paddock before that race. I were in tears when he come back after he won. I were in tears watching replay at all. Uh, and I guess I, I, I guess it's his mad how I didn't realise how attached to him I was. You know. <laughs> you, do, you don't feel that. Like, I remember watching Bag Abdi Hui's win at Newton Abbott. He won a two-mile for... Uh, handicap Jace, he beat Alcala, he beat a Pops horse, he beat one of Henderson's Days of Heaven, I think. And I remember just sat watching it. I was just, I couldn't speak. I was in that much, I wasn't in shock. I was so proud of him. Uh, and I know there's plenty of people who can slag owners group, and I understand where you can slag it from. But if I can have that small percentage of a horse to celebrate him, Winning a race, yeah, I know he's. I don't personally own him, but it's some satisfaction. Really, is some satisfaction. Yeah, of course it is. I say it's the closest thing, you know, I ever rec. You know, realistically, 
you know I could ever I could ever get you know I'm a working class you know Yorkshire lad you know it was it was not from a particular like I say a, the sort of background where people where people have resources uh, and yet God it was it was it was insane it was just a, a mad feeling I was so overwhelmed by it all uh, there's been so many people congratulating us on social media as well like I don't get me wrong I have very very little to do with it you know I've probably chipped in for his food you know what I mean but <laughs> geez yeah it's I, I say I'm, I'm I can't really put it into put it into words like I'm meant to be hard Jim I've got a story on in my DP I was crying three times at an awesome Friday so you've got a six pack you've got a stony but it's what they do to you don't they, they turn me into a right melt just accept just accept you are a melt in general just accept it and life will be alright I absolutely love him I do I, I absolutely love him and uh yeah god god that was someday and I'd, I'd be like you he's in the he's in the supreme he's in the potato race Please don't run him in the potato race after one run. Yeah, uh, and that was over. He, he won his he won his maiden over two three, which again I, I thought was a strong enough a strong enough maiden. It was, uh, but then I was disappointed that Jim Comerley didn't run. That's that's no. my thing. And I think yeah. Papa Tango Charlie obviously underperformed. But yeah, I'd, I'd 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 have been happier if obviously Papa Tango Charlie was the one coming home in second, but. You know, it's look. He's he's done what he's had to do, but I agree. I think he shows shows the pace for the supreme. Although in a weird way, mate, I I, I actually I'd almost pref, almost kind of half preferred if if he'd have been if he'd have been fourth fourth or fifth or summer, and if I could just have like a bang average 120 horse rather than one that people are actually going to talk about and analyse and scrutinise. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because it makes me nervous. I don't like the fact that people are talking about Cheltenham for him, even though it's the reason why, I guess anyone gets involved in horse racing, is the dream of something like that. But festival winner, it yeah. scares me. It yeah. scares me, mate. Uh, I'd almost think I'd almost think the, the, the grade two at Kelso, if he didn't want to go for Cheltenham, I'd really like. I think that'd be right up his street, over two miles too. Uh, yes. Yeah. That getaway Trump ran in last season uh, for owners group. I can't remember when it did. Rouge Viff win it. I think he did. Was that when? And then, um, was that when Nichols sent loads up like Black Court and stuff? And then they all they all lost. Oh, I don't know, mate. I don't I think, know, but I think it was. That might be what I do, but yeah, I, I just I just wanted to mention it because I say it's 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 a uh, it's not something I ever thought I'd. I'd get to experience really, and it were a summer, summer I'll never forget. There, you know what I mean. Seeing, yeah. seeing an horse you've got a personal connection to, win a race, and then also do it in the style he did. Uh, I think he might be quite tidy, and I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to, I don't want to get carried away or jinx anything. It makes me nervous. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll move away. From Glyn, I'm sure uh, there'll be more fun fun days to be had with him in the future. Uh, before we leave, Jim, just mentioning two novice chasing performances in Ireland over the weekend. K 
carefully selected, now qualified for the National Hunt Chase, and Alaho getting off the mark over fences at Fairy House. Yeah, I really like the way Alaho jumped. Uh, I was really impressed. Carried on galloping, giving a positive ride by Paul Townsend. Uh, Townsend, sorry, and, and I can see. Now, would I be stupid to think that? I'd rather have Alaho in the National Chase and carefully selected. Selected in the RSA? Yes. Yes, I was saying that last night. I think Willie Mullins has got this wrong. Um, we don't plan the, me and you do not, we don't, we we don't, don't plan anything. before this, do we? But that was going to be my point. I, I, every day of the week. I think Alaho's all stamina. Uh, I know he got beat on his seasonal reappearance looking like he was stamina, but he was... He was still galloping. He was ready to go around again. Um, carefully selected to a classier horse, I think. I think I think uh, Alahosa, roll your sleeves up, get down and dirty, and let's get rolling, rather than uh, carefully selected to smooth, classy type jumps. Well, jumps nicely until we saw it at the last um, at Nace yesterday. Um, but yeah, uh, and. Them two are two very nice horses for William Mullins, and you could see him being competitive in whatever Cheltenham race to pitch up. Um, Mullins had a nice treble yesterday at Nace. Stormy Island landed the odds decisively in the big getaway. Looks nice uh, horse. Won very, very nicely. And also, just a quick mention of Battle of Wills, used to be trained by James Tate on the flat. Uh, first start over hurdles for Gordon Elliott, and that was very eye catching, very, very good performance. Um, I think first uh, four races, all were nice horses. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that wraps it up for this weekend, for last weekend's action, Jim. We'll be back later in the week to preview the Dublin Racing Festival and the Silly Isles Chase at Sandown. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to say? No, no, no. Well, we'll wrap that up. Thanks a lot, uh, for everyone to tune in, we'll, I say we'll be, keep it posted with our rating the races, naps, comp selections every day this week. How have you done today? Have you had any uh, on today? Cap Tiger won. Uh, that was that was impressive for David Maxwell. And Cap Dumatan was my reserve. The other one hasn't ran yet in the bumper at Kelso. Uh, what have you got in it? I fancy Master Malarkey. Oh, I don't know its name. Uh, the one in the same clause as the Dutchman. Oh. Sold a mile. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had Black Pirate, Whiskey in the Jar and Cyclone. Black Pirates won. Uh, Whiskey in the Jar finished tailed off and Cyclone runs tonight at Wolverhampton. So, yeah, one winner. That'll do. Yeah, but again, thanks a lot to, to rating the races for their support. It's been, been really good getting involved with that this week and I'm glad to hear as well that some of our listeners have joined up with them as well. Uh through the podcast that's that that's cracking uh we'll speak we'll have another pod out later in the week as we said to preview the coming weekend's racing action grand national entries out this week as well so i'll oh, probably get, do some you'll get all excited <laughs> oh you i'll get the podcast at the end of the week <laughs> yeah it'll be me talking about my thoughts on every single one of the hundred odd hundred odd runners so uh as we said we're trying to cut the podcast down I think I think uh, the one later in the week will probably be two hours worth of me talking about Grand National horses. <laughs> wrap uh, up, wrap up. Yeah, so we've got that to look forward to. Thanks a lot to everyone for listening, and we'll see you all again very soon. See you later.